Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, Visit bio.link slash red5. Wait, there's something very weak coming through. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Hello fellow Galactic listeners, I'm Aaron Hoolian and this is WSTR, Galactic Public Access, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to episode 292. We hope you and yours are well and with everything crazy going on, we want to continue to be a platform that promotes positivity, life and hope and a little Star Wars along the way. Today, we are doing an Imperial inspection on a Legends character, Kyle Katarn. And to help us with that, we have a founding member of WSTR and friend of the show, Armand Haddad. Welcome back to the show, Armand. Thank you so much for having me, Aaron, Todd. I'm so glad to be back on WSTR, and I'm glad to be talking about one of my favorite characters, one of the coolest characters in the legends, Kyle Katarn. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of a deep cut. Uh, Some WSTR listeners out there will remember that you were a founding host of this show. You went on to save the galaxy and uh, started your own podcast. (laughs) Uh, Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I was one of the founding members of WSTR. I think it was called Blue Harvest, or maybe we we made Blue Harvest shirts back in the day. That was our swag. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. We started WSTR. We got picked up by an Australian syndication radio dropped me <laughs> an hour block in Australia for some reason. How, how did that happen? I still, I don't know. It blows my mind. I, I, I had completely forgotten about that before you as, brought that up. Uh, as uh, you know, in Mighty Python, Mighty Python, when it's like, uh, you know, Camelot, that's a silly place. The internet is a silly place sometimes and things happen. We don't know why. 
I don't but, remember. Yeah, yeah. But it was a good time. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I started my own podcast, Syndicate, uh, where we just talk about movies and the art of cinema. Aaron, you've been on so many times. Todd has been on a lot of times. Carla's been on. Yeah. I, Armand, I, 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 I am a little jealous because I, I feel like Aaron is like on there more than any other guest. <laughs> <laughs> Like he, he's, he's like two time and it's like, wait, are you are you syndicate or WSDR or both? You know, we're having no. some we're having some we're having some marriage problems <laughs> right, on this podcast. Right, right. <laughs> Who are you loyal to, man? What's going on? Well, it's yeah, great. I, I absolutely Armand, I absolutely love your podcast. It's fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Well, you're the big T here. Right, right. right. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, and we also have Mr. Todd Hoffman on yeah, the show. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, happy Life Day, everybody! It is Life Day. We if that's a deep cut for all you Star Wars nerds out there. So, happy Life. Isn't day. it a little early for Life Day? Nope, it's today. <laughs> <laughs> is that when the holiday special dropped? Some yes. years. Yes, 1978, okay. November 17th. That's why it's Life Day today. Yep. I was so confused. You just <laughs> dropped that in the chat, and I'm like, what? It's not you two. We've already God, had yeah. people playing Christmas music. It's like, yeah. We can't. It can't be too early for I Life Day. Well, there's no Life Day music. Yeah. Is there? Well, I don't think there is. Well, whatever Princess Leia sung at the end, whatever oh, that my garbage God. was. Oh, You're yeah. Right. <laughs> Today's a day. I'm like, oh, and like at that moment, uh-huh. you can freeze frame uh, oh, Harrison, Harrison Ford's Ford. Face, Harrison Ford like, is like, he realized I'm too good for this. Kill my character, please. I have um, a career. What am I doing here? Oh my gosh, it's it's so bad. It's good. <laughs> But then it's it's one of those things like you look it back and you're like, you know what? Andor's really good. <laughs> yes, this is a, so I've heard. Star Wars Star Wars TV back in 1978 was of the variety type, you know. Yeah. I mean, when you have B. You Arthur we... B. Arthur talking to a rat, I mean, this is like it's great. Was it's it great. B- it was B. Arthur? I yeah. thought it was uh Bette Mittler for some no. reason. No, 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 no. It's B. I mean, Arthur. They're both singing. B. Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> and who who's um, that who's that uh guy that always was with Carol Burnett? Um I don't know. He's a famous oh, Richard Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Not Richard Simmons. Uh Tim Conway? Yes. He he pours a drink on top of his head, guys. That's I mean, right. This is this is pure <laughs> cinema. Yes. Right. Oh yes. Great. Right. Martin pure Scorsese would approve. Like, yeah. Um, if you want to hear us talk about the holiday special, zoom on back to episode ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it time to do like a remastered episode? <laughs> no. Like, how many episodes do we need to do before we can like double dip and go back right. to? Previous right. ones, right? I think hey, over a hundred, you could double dip. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You want to? You want to? Maybe after we hit three hundred. <laughs> so we have I, to. Make, I don't know. Yeah. So, some some past episodes, it feels like we didn't quite hit our stride. 
Yeah. Or like the audio quality is not there. So like I, I would love to revisit some episodes. Armand. I, I totally. Yeah. Just call me up. I'll be here. Mark, Mark Hamill with his <laughs> makeup and the crazy X-Wing that's like blowing so much smoke. Like, that's great. I mean, <laughs> everything about that. Pervy. Okay. Chewy. Okay. All right. Let's go on. <laughs> we got an episode to do. Yeah. That, yeah, that might be our record for like fastest time off the rails. But anyway, uh, before we steal the Death Star plants and unearth the sinister Dark Trooper project, uh, yeah. Todd, do you want to go ahead and tease that news? Absolutely. We got the bog monster, cutting room oh. floor, and then Johnny oh. Five. Oh, man. Ooh, Cartoons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoons. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. All right. So get out your Dakota ring. See if you can predict what we're going to talk about. Uh, and without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our main topic. And now for our feature presentation. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Aaron. Did you ever mm-hmm. hear about the myth of Kyle Katarn the Strong? No. I thought not. It's not a story that Disney would tell you. It's a Star Wars legend. Kyle Katarn was a Jedi outcast so powerful and strong, he could even influence those who turned to the dark side to return to the light. He had such a powerful understanding of the Force that he chose to spare his enemies to bring them back to the light side. He could actually bring people back to the light side? The Jedi Academy is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unconventional. What happened to him? He became so powerful in the Force that the only thing he was afraid of was giving up on his path, which eventually he did. Fortunately, he returned to his Jedi Master, Luke Skywalker, and Luke granted him a place on his new Jedi Council. Unbelievable. A man who was a rebel war hero and a powerful Jedi that trained others, including Mara Jade. Is it possible to learn more about Kyle Katarn? Not from a Disney. We're talking about Kyle Katarn today. <laughs> Kyle Katarn! Kyle. Good old Kyle. Uh, okay. Oh, man. So we're taking a look at Kyle Katarn from way back in the Legends. I, I'm willing to, to bet that most current Star Wars fans actually don't know about him. Mm. Really? Wow. So we're, we're going we're gonna to do him... Uh, an honor here and make his story known. So, uh, Armand, why don't you set it up? Who Ooh. is Kyle Katarn? Well, I'm glad you asked, Aaron. So, Kyle Katarn is a character pre Disney acquisition, uh, even before the prequels. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It was before the prequels. Yeah. It um, was. He was a video game character in a game called Dark Forces back Whoa. in the day. I played it back in the day, not when it came out. I was too young. 
<laughs> well, like early yeah. 2000s, late 90s on the computer. I played Dark Force. It was essentially a Doom copycats where you're going around, you're mm-hmm. instead of shooting demons, you're shooting stormtroopers. And the main character was Kyle Katarn. But you can and... look up and down. That was a big thing back then. That's right. And, yeah. and the, levels, the levels were too atop of each other. Doom didn't do that. <laughs> oh my gorn. <laughs> and and there's more. You could have a secondary fire on a gun. On all the guns almost had secondary <gasps> fire. Right. And those mm. couple features was what made the Jedi engine make it purr, baby. That thing was <laughs> it was a good thing, man. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So when they were making that game, they actually wanted the main character to be Luke Skywalker. And right. The main plot point was stealing the Death Star plans. And, well, okay. we know Luke Skywalker couldn't have done that because they are already stolen by the time he joined the Rebellion. So, mm. new character, Kyle Katarn. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's it. End of story. <laughs> and then I'm not going to go. We can go into it together. But, like, yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah, and then we find out about the dark troopers in that game, and yes, yeah, yes, sets up a lot of what paid off later in the franchise, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah, th- th- I mean, but I think I again, Aaron, to your point, where you're saying, hey, I don't know if a lot of people know of this character. They do because Disney took all the characteristics of Kyle Cartarn and put them into different characters <laughs> that are canon now. <laughs> Okay, I was about to ask, like, yes, it, what we have so far is either a Luke substitute or like just like a, a faceless goon that you just play as because you can't play as Luke. Right. So, so what actually separates Kyle from like any other kind of faceless Star Wars character? Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. When you approached me like, OK, what's the, what's the subject you want to talk about? And I was like, Kyle Katarn. I confused him with Dash Rendar. Oh. Oh no! Like, <laughs> oh wait a minute! This isn't Dash Rendar. <laughs> well, guess they are. <laughs> oh, oh man! But unlike but, Dash, uh, unlike, Kyle yeah. has a completely different trajectory with his character. Yeah, because he goes from war hero, like I said in the beginning, to yeah. Jedi, which right. Dash Rendar did not do. He stayed. I, uh, I mean, uh, Han Solo copycat. Yeah, I mean, Dash Rendar is a Han Solo copycat. There's not. I mean. There's not too many <laughs> characteristics that Dash, you know, even has a Millennium Falcon kind of ish car, you know, spaceship that he drives around. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like Han Solo meets Duke Nukem. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Without the profanity. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king. <laughs> yeah. I think, again, it was the same thing. They couldn't have Han Solo because, you know, Han Solo's frozen in carbonite. So they're like, oh, well, we need somebody that's a smuggler, uh, can shoot, and we're going to make Dash Rendar, you know. And in both games, Dark Forces and Shadows of the Empire, they fight Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Forces, Vader's like, I have a special hand, and it's like, ksh, ksh, it's Boba Fett. And then in Shadows of the Empire, yeah, he faces off with uh, Boba Fett on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the same guy, <laughs> kind of. No, it's not Tatooine. Um, shoot, Uh-oh. 
I'm not going to remember it. Um, <laughs> You're not. It's not Tatooine, though. It's a, it's a different planet. Hold on. Oh, on Shadows of the Empire? I mean, it's yeah. a desert planet. It's not Ord oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a step planet. Thank you very much. It's steps oh. and cliffs. Yeah. Well, oh, my gosh. Tatooine has cliffs. Does it not? <laughs> Beggar's Canyon. Benge- Beggar's Canyon. Yes, yes. Or uh, it, Mos oh. Espa Raceway. It's a bulba. Come on. It's a bulba. Wait, what are you talking bulba. about? Where do you think the Tuscan Raiders? Uh, excuse me. That's a derogatory term. Uh, <laughs> the, the sand people. No, wait. Yeah, they're called sand people. <laughs> it's they the planet Gaul. Gaul. See. Yeah. That's very unoriginal. Totally different. Then, yeah, that's that's, that's, a, that's a location in France. The Gaul. That's the people of Gaul. <laughs> no, Tatooine's like totally flat. Gaul has like sheer cliffs that you fall off of. Or you can like blast stormtroopers and they fall off and they do like a lame impersonation of okay, the Wilhelm totally. scream. Did they do the Wilhelm scream? We'll get back on the rails, but like in episode Jeez. two, the coolest cinematic scene where Anakin Skywalker <laughs> has a speeder bike and he's like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see like a Valley of the Gods monuments, rock formations behind. <laughs> so it's not completely flat. But yeah, I digress. Yes, yes that's, that's fair. But Gaul has like, it's like a million times. It, it's almost like Utapau, where like oh. just fall and then it's just like, N64 fog, just <laughs> as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And like you're never found again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to have we have to have Armand back on for Dash Rendar because that will be <laughs> a fascinating conversation. I thought you guys covered him already. <laughs> yeah, we just did. Oh, okay. we should have. I've I've sung Shadows of the Empire's praises so much we should have covered him. Yeah, this is true. But alas. I've I have failed you, Aaron. I have failed you. Um <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I mean, Dash Rendar, he's like a, a, a smuggler that just remains a smuggler. Yeah, yes, but Kyle, has a he has character growth. Yeah, Tell us about growth. that. Yeah, his growth. I, I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. So, like, after Dark Forces, so he steals the Death Star plans, destroys the Dark Trooper project that the Empire was working on, and his partner, Jane Ors. Ooh. Um, it was like his oh there you go yeah yeah this is like that are listening Todd is holding yeah. up a dark trooper OG yeah. OG Action. yeah it just looks Earth. like Warhammer yeah it does look like this was like a space marines yeah oh yeah. my god Ooh. you have dash rend no this is Kyle <laughs> you goof <laughs> with his Ooh. uh with his briar pistol oh, oh. Cool. yeah yeah oh yeah, that's in like all the games too. That's specialized. Yes, it's yeah. all that very mm-hmm. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. so after Dark Forces, yeah, um, we have Dark Forces Two. What Jedi Knights? Oh, so this is where he makes the transition from, uh, like anti-hero smuggler, rebel, war hero mm-hmm. to Jedi, mm-hmm. and that's he because. Jedi. His father was killed mm. by a Jedi. Well, oh. fallen Jedi. Oh, fallen Jedi. Sith was even established. At yes, this, this is true. And not going to lie, I kind of prefer that language too. Fallen Jedi or dark Jedi. Sith yeah. is cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in a deleted scene in uh, A New Hope, which was recently revealed, you know that scene where like 
all the Imperial officers are around the round table and like Grand Moff Tarkin comes in. He's like, ah, the rebels have been, that was extended. It was cuts. Uh, uh-huh. That dude with like the friar tuck, a uh, big uh, mutton chops where he's like, you know, the, the rebels. Uh, he said the word Sith Lord. He was like, oh, he was like, you didn't know. You don't you don't know about this. You guys. No. Star Wars oh, podcast. Tell me more. OK, well, I'm going to have to link it to you. You could like put it on your Instagram. But like <laughs> there's a deleted scene. It was during celebration a few years ago where they're doing this like he ILM, says, uh, yeah. presentation. And one of the officers was like, you know, we have like something about he's talking about Vader. He's like, we have a Sith Lord in our presence. And I'm like, even back then. The mm. Sith was established. So it wasn't like yes. a thing that George Lucas yes. came up later right. on. It was always the plan, which is cool. right. Yeah, that's cool. Wasn't he claiming that like all the new hope, all the footage from a new hope was just gone. And like, that's why there isn't like a theatrical cut release. Oh, mm. that is, that is some, I don't believe that. No, I don't believe I don't that either. That I don't. <laughs> it's probably no, that's proof positive. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that was John Knoll that was doing that um, presentation or whatever, mm-hmm. and just like pulling out. Okay, like, hey, we found this and found that. There was, there's definitely they a. They probably found it. They probably found it while looking for footage for Rogue One, because they used yes. like some X-wing fighter pilot footage from yep. uh, yes. A New Hope. Yeah. Right. Yep. Which yep. was so cool. And it was shot on film. So like <laughs> it's like 10K putting it in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh perfect. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, come on, Lucasfilm, you cowards. Release the theatrical cut. I mean, we have it already. 4K seventy. None of this McClunky nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Look. fake. And I put, I was like, let me see this. I was in Disney World when it came out. And I was like, I put it on yeah. Disney Plus and I watched the scene, McConkey. And I'm like, no. But that was George. Did you, you know that's George, right? Because it was his last, uh, like, middle finger. I think he was trolling. Everybody. He had to have been trolling. Of course. He had to be. In let me, let defense, me, art is yeah. never finished. That's true. He just stopped working on it. Right, he, he'll true. still be tweaking. He'll still be tweaking that Greedo Han Solo fight, and like ah, oh. till the day he dies. Yeah, right. Okay, so Todd, earlier yeah. you were saying that like we don't have Kyle Katarn as a like modern Star Wars figure, except for the fact that he was kind of like pulled apart into pieces and like put yes. into other characters. Tell yes. us about that. So I mean. The first thing that the game opens up, he steal. He is the one that steals the Death Star plans. Yeah, Kyle does for Mon Mothma, no doubt. So, uh, all right, yeah, Mon Mothma was uh, hot even before Andor here. So, um, but it, she's. Re- I, I mean, I think he's three characters. He's he's Jin or so, some Jin and mm-hmm. Kyle. There is definitely heavy Cassian in what we see in Cassian today is Kyle Katar. And then okay. Finn, I think there's Finn, a little Finn there. Uh, unfortunately, because they did Finn dirty, we didn't get to see the full transformation of Finn. But that idea of going being from like a stormtrooper to a Jedi 
it's really right. it, it is the arc that we should have seen for with Finn, but we had to wait till another holiday special to really confirm that it was a Jedi, a Lego holiday special. Oh but anyways, yeah, whatever. You're absolutely um, right. I glossed yeah, over I, it because in the second yeah. installment, it's revealed that uh, Kyle Katarn was a part of the Imperial Navy and then yes. he defected oh, yes. into the rebellion. Yes, yes, just like Finn. yes, yes. Although, wasn't Han Solo supposed to be like ex-imperial well, as well? Yeah, but most most rebels are ex-imperial. Like Wedge is ex-imperial. He fought, you know, he was a Tie Fighter pilot. Okay. You know, uh, the the big thing was again, like we talked about this too. Like Luke wanted to go to Academy. Everybody wanted to go to Academy. Like, hey, Empire, because it's a way to get off. You know, they got free room board and some education. Yeah, get, get yourself off the, the rock. GI you bill. know, yeah, the GI Bill. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Han Solo, again, obviously was part of the Imperials as well. I mean, most most rebellion, re- most rebels are are kind of ex-Imperial. I mean, not all, but I mean, it's it goes just saying that most of them, you know, it makes sense. A little, uh, they're, they're getting paid by the Imperial somehow, you know, they fought in the Clone Wars. Yeah. War ended. Yeah. And it got, you know, the, the Empire. Yeah. Came, and it's like, yeah, hold like, up. Oh. Is that what I signed up for? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Swept up into the military industrial complex. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so I think I, I really think it's those three characters, modern characters, that there's a lot of characteristics that the character of Kyle Katarn is in, in modern Star Wars, you know. Um, so, you know, again, obviously Jin and Cassian are part of that whole experience of stealing rebel. Uh, plans you know the re- the death star plans uh for for the rebellion and that was like one of your first missions at, in this game you know um and mm-hmm. then obviously uh you know in mandalorian we finally get to see a dark trooper because one of the, one of the things about the dark trooper is like hey these stormtroopers aren't so efficient <laughs> so maybe we should build yeah. at- at- autonomous robots that can really do some damage and so as you progress through the game, you actually see different prototypes, and it's not to the very end of the game do you see the real deal, which is uh, a slightly different version of what we see in Mandalorian, but it still gets the same kind of deal across. It's a hulking big robot that can destroy you with like big guns, and right, it's great. It's great. Is that the one uh, that has like the arm shield and like the 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 wrist gauntlet that like stabs you with it? Um. No, am I imagining no. things? No, yeah, no. Uh, the, the, it's the, there's like a dark trooper is like Zerg from Toy Story, where yes. he has like a gun yes. in hand. Yes, yeah. He's got a big Darth Vader helmet going on. Yeah, yeah he's got kind what of like. A, of? I mean, this is this is pretty much it. It's like a big hulking kind of monstrosity that is uh, a dark. They're in Battlefronts, the original. Uh, by Pandemic Games in 2005. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the jetpack. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I prefer the Mandalorian uh, remodel. Yes. Yeah, the remodel looks, looks great. Better. Yeah, remodel looks great. Oh, I'm not dumb. The um the Phase <laughs> One Dark Troopers have the little shield and the uh I, sword on their. Aaron, okay. we never wrist. said you're dumb. We just said you weren't right. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was right. Okay, that's fair. Right, 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 right. From a certain point of view. Right, right, right. That's the phase one. These Star Troopers, they have like, 
yeah, they have different phases that you fight throughout the game, and like as the yeah. phases get like higher, then they get like more tough. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, bulky. One one of the cool things, obviously, too, is that you're you're kind of like a you're you're like a PI. You know, you're you're a private investigator working on the side, like a side hustle for Mon Mothma to try to figure out what's going on. You're trying to find, you know, kind of fly under the cover of Imperial. You know what what's going on in the Imperials, which is very much what mm-hmm. like we see what Cassian's doing as well now in Andor is like you're 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 trying to establish something that can get things can get done without seeing you know getting some imperial awareness you know imperial entanglements if you will so um yeah i think that's that's a lot of what we see with cassian and what develops into cassian and that was in you know that was kyle and uh the most likeness uh they they use the it's not the the first one doesn't the first guy doesn't have a beard but kyle and and right. Jedi Knight and yes. Jedi Academy has a beard and he looks very much like what Cassian kind of looks like. So you're right. It's like a Cassian <laughs> yeah. one Kenobi mixture. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, as a Jedi, right. Right. A little Chuck Norris in there. Yeah. I mean, as a Jedi, you need a beard, you know, so <laughs> it, 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 I think that's what happened. Once you get the force, you have to have a beard. So <laughs> apparently Aaron, your middle Korean kind hasn't perked yet, so that beard <laughs> that beard's coming soon. <laughs> uh, but anyway, get a prosthetic. didn't have a beard. Yeah. That's true. So, Neither did Mace Windu. Yeah, Mace. Imagine Mace, Mace Windu with a beard. Oh, he would look so awesome. Oh, ooh, <laughs> he looked awesome. all with the beard look. Yeah, yeah. Little ooh. little gray, like a little faded gray in there. Oh man, he would be, he'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. a possibility he might come back, but yeah, Mace is alive. Yeah, for sure. All right, everywhere. Yeah. So that's, I think that's um, why people should pay attention to Kyle Cartarn is that there is, he is the character, you know, there's a lot of characteristics that he embodies in the modern Star Wars. But I think what's interesting and what makes him a fun character is there's progression, you know? Uh, like any good character, he has this, you know, kind of a dark past, but now he uh, discovers that he has these kind of powers and there's the kind of link between him and and developing a, a Jedi Academy, which is also a plot point that we see in the sequels here. Um, that's not really fully fleshed out, but, you know, Luke is trying to establish a Jedi Academy and Kyle's part of that he he kind of awakens his force abilities um and honestly to um to the detriment of the design but that's where we kind of get this idea that force is upgradable because that's where it started and this kind of you know like you you kind of get upgraded like oh now i can force push i can force pull all those kind of things that we see kind of in all these different powers started with Kyle. I mean, the Jedi Academy and Dark and the Jedi Knight, they developed all these things that we kind of saw maybe in the movies, but a little bit more, you know, like even the the force speed that we see in uh, episode one with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, that, that was already done in 
with Jedi Academy, you know? So those are things right. that like mm. some of those force abilities were already in the video game. Again, that it's a, it's a very niche audience that only probably seen that, but you know, when these kind of come commonplace in kind of cinema and more in a wider audience, it's like, bro, I've been doing that since like 1998, bro. So, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so those are things that I think too, uh, a lot of those force abilities were borrowed from the video games that, you know, that were like, Hey, how do we figure this out? How do we make them upgradable? And, you know, how do you show that progression? Um, and, you know, again, even even um with jedi knight uh, it's the first really kind of lights you actually get to yield the lightsaber which obviously melee weapons in video games now are a thing but that was the first time you're like whoa i'm using a lightsaber and i get the block shots and mm. ricochet back to them and all those kind of things that we saw a little bit obviously in the movies but now you get to do that as a video game character which is also very very you know powerful and like hey man i'm a jedi too you know yeah 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 um armand during our like opening skit you mentioned like kyle katarn turning people back to the light side Mm. and like banging mara jade and like what's going on with that mara jade (laughs) (laughs) oh crass that was Luke. <laughs> I'm reading between the lines here, okay? No. Well, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Kyle, but probably yeah. not. But uh, <laughs> in the second game where right. he embraced his Jedi roots because, like, uh, his father, he didn't know this. He was actually a Jedi. Mm. And, oh. And not only that, uh, this dark Jedi, uh, Jarek. You didn't Ooh. even have Darth. It was just Jarek. This Jarek. Dark Jedi. Yeah. Uh, really 90s blade inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine like black trench coats, thin sunglasses. Yes. Head. He looks like a vampire. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he kills his There's father. Like drum and bass going on in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much accurate. Yeah, do host. So, um, <laughs> um, so like his father gets killed, and that's like the driving force, um, mm-hmm. through this thing. And like Jarek has like his minions, he has like mm-hmm. these three characters this woman character, this uh guy that looks like Bib Fortuna, and this uh younger guy, a human. Mm. And uh, Kyle Katarn faces off, just like in a video game, uh, faces off with all these different characters as you play through uh, Jedi Knights. And there's this one character where he has the chance to strike him down. He defeats him, and Jer- um, Kyle Katarn decides to spare this mm. dark Jedi. Yes. And because of that, it has a ripple effect mm. later in the game. Mm-hmm. He turns to light side because mm-hmm. like, when the tables get turned... On Kyle Katarn, he's like, you know, they're gonna kill him. And the Dark Jedi is like, wait, no, do not kill him. He is a Jedi. He mm. deserves to fight with his lightsaber. Yeah. Ooh. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Ooh. Dark to the lights. A glimmer mm-hmm. of hope right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn the most evil people. That's that's, that's right. Hey, wait, you just don't kill him? You actually try to help them? What? What? what crazy this is crazy talk 
like is that why you think Kyle Katarn like became so popular as like a as a legends figure it's kind of like a cult classic of a Star Wars character and if not like what kind of led to this kind of underground reverence for Kyle Katarn I would say personally growing up with the games um he's kind of like this character that's like not in the movies because like with all these different like offshoots it's like the only jedi we see are obi-wan yoda and luke right like with kyle katarn's you know entry into the whole lexicon of star wars he's something new it's like oh there's like this mystique Mm. it's like you know you start off with like essentially like a doom slayer or wolfenstein Mm -hmm. shooter game or you're playing this action hero then he turns into a jedi it's like whoa I didn't even know that was even possible. And this guy is like almost like an Obi-Wan stand-in where it's like he's very stoic. He's very heroic in what he does. And and humble. He yeah. is very humble. That's that's um, a big thing. Yeah, so like a lot of people connect with this character. And it's it's not like Dash Rendar who's like shoot him up, Duke Nukem uh, clone. <laughs> But like, there's a heart to him. There's a story to him, and we didn't even touch upon. It. There's like this love interest um, mm. that's with Jan, him, Jan, Jan. Ward, yeah, who's in the first game was like his uh, partner um, in stealing, like doing like rebel stuff, and in the second one, <laughs> steal stuff there too. And like, there's rebel a, stuff, yeah, yeah, rebel stuff. Uh, then there's like this budding romance, and it's like as the story continues with. Uh, uh, Kyle Katarn, he even proposes to Jan Ors. Should I get married? What? what? <laughs> he was like, will you marry me? And then she said no, and you know why? Uh, why? She was like, not because I don't want to, but because I don't know which day will be our last. So it's like, oh. <laughs> there's a heart to his oh. uh, character. <laughs> yeah. Tragic a lot with like these like new characters. It's it's very like, yeah. I'm not going to bash on them but like there's not a lot of depth to it like these are right. cool characters yeah but there's not a lot of depth. substance yeah substance, substance. yeah I, yeah i i think also the ad i mean although he it obviously is because it's a first person shooter faceless if you will like you're kind of playing through his eyes um so you feel that progression as well yeah, you um, are Kyle Katarn. Yeah, you are Kyle Katarn. And there there are cutscenes, you know, we get the great like mocap of, you know, of uh, you know, like where they film on a green screen. It's like, oh my gosh, it's great, fantastic. Um <laughs> <laughs> but you I think it's it's also that progression because you're learning those force abilities as he learns those first abilities, and it's like this is super cool. And so as you step through that progress of Kyle you're also kind of going through that. And I think that's where if you played these games, you know, at any age, obviously, but you feel part in that connection with, with Kyle, you know, and there's a lot of great lore. I mean, they go to not Exegol, they go to Korriban, which is like the Valley of the Sith. Mm, and oh, yep. It's so good. And then, and then again, if you're a dark horse fan, they tie into that kind of stuff. Uh, with the Dark Horse comics, and you know, um, that was a yeah, jam back in the day. That was that was my jam, dude. Corban, all that kind of stuff. I mean, and and kind of like what Armand was saying earlier is like these dark Jedi. It's very similar to it, he's 
there was more Count Dooku's, if you will, because I, I re- that's what I really like about Count Dooku is like he he sees the the fallacies of the he sees he sees the the dogma the dogma. Thank you. I'm trying to think of a big word and it wasn't there, but <laughs> he's seeing he's seeing you know what we were just kind of talking about last week, Aaron. You know, like he kind of sees like man, these these Jedi don't there's something weird about it, you know, and like. I see cult. through the lies of the Jedi. <laughs> right, exactly. And 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 so Dooku is a very interesting character. I feel like he is a dark Jedi. He's he's not full Sith, but you know, he's like, guys, I just want to do it my way, and your ways are not the best, you know, and that kind of thing. And this so ain't I, it. I this ain't it. And I think I think that's what makes it fascinating about these characters, is like, I'm doing it. You know, I am doing the selfish thing, so that kind of is where the darkness comes from. But they're not like these evil. You know, they're not full blown emperor guys. They're just like, ah, Jedi are not what they crack up to be, and so I'm going to do my own thing. You know, so. Mm-hmm. And I have two. I have two responses to that. Um, yeah. One, I think going off of like you're the first person shooter game. You are yeah. Kyle Katarn. In science fiction, they did this with Luke, where you when when you have like a story with like aliens and robots and weirdos in space, you need a character that grounds the audience that the audience yes. can like follow along. Yes. You have Luke. Yeah. Normal name, Luke Skywalker. Right. Kyle Katarn. Kyle. Kyle, right. It's, it's a normal right. yeah. birth name. <laughs> right. Right. Like I knew Kyle. Kyle's growing up. Like it's yeah. it's an like it's easy for the viewer. Uh, the player to put themselves in that character because it's like, Oh yeah. I can relate to this guy. And the second thing is, um, I forgot what it was. (laughs) (laughs) You had two points. I know. (laughs) Like (laughs) it'll come back to me. All right. Um, right, Yeah. yeah. We were talking about like why, uh, people really attach themselves to Kyle Katarn as a character and why he was really appealing and like, Part of it is that he's kind of like the everyman uh, mm. and that he's very relatable in in contrast to all of these weird sci-fi things. I remember now. There we go. Okay. So like what I really appreciate with Kyle Katarn's character and the way they approached the whole like force and the Jedi in the nineties um, before we got like the prequels, because like in that context, even like heir to the empire, like we had some sort of semblance of like, okay, the Jedi were like the status quo. Then it was destroyed with the Republic. Then we have this empire fascism and we have these characters, Luke Skywalker, Kyle Katarn that don't really know anything about like the establishment of the Jedi. Right. Empire. Yeah. They're just tuning into the spirituality of the Jedi and what it means mm. to them. It's like mm-hmm. they're learning about the force and what the force means to them. So it's like more of a personal journey rather than in the prequels where you have like the Mace Windus, the, the, the Plo Koons and like yes, yeah. Obi-Wans who are like yeah. these like really stoic characters and they're adhering to this legalistic uh, yeah. values of like what it means to be a Jedi and to be on the light side. And it's like, none of that exists to these people. It's like, right. I am using the force and what the force means to me because like you have Kyle Katarn who's like, turning people from the dark side to the lights, falling in love, uh, working with the rebellion, uh, taking on the empire. So it's like, you have all these different things going on, even fighting the underworld, uh, and you know, on a, 
that Coruscant uh, esque mm-hmm. planets in the second game. Um, yeah, like you have like this normal guy who is placed in an extraordinary situation, right? And that's what's mm. very appealing with this character. Mm-hmm. Yep. So with that, what then can we learn from Kyle as far as like major themes with this character? What does that mean for us sitting at home? Um, yeah, what does he have to give to us? What I think he has to give to us is that don't get acquired by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> shots fired! I, I thought that was gonna be your last point, Armand, but <laughs> you went right for the jugular right away. I mean, on a serious note, I think yeah. What's interesting about his character is not to because, like, with his character, there was this internal struggle with him going from the second game, Jedi Knight, to the third game, uh, Jedi Academy, um, because he w- fell away from the Jedi path. Because he's yeah. just a guy. Yeah. Like, he yeah. defeats this uh, dark-sided user, and he's like, you know what, I'm done. You know, I, I worked with the Rebellion. I put my, my life on the line for them. Uh, I fought people that use the Force, essentially magic. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to step away. Mm-hmm. He stepped away. Mm-hmm. And then he came back because he saw Luke was building the Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. And he approached Luke and Luke was like, you know what? I know you fell away. I know you turned your back on this. Mm-hmm. But if you come back, you'll be a part of my council. And you'll be right. a teacher. And you'll yeah. teach the new generation of Jedi. That's why in Jedi Academy, he's the background character. You don't play as yeah. anymore. Right. He's now the teacher, the mentor. Yeah. And he teaches us and he teaches Mara Jade too. It's right. icing on the cake. Mm. It's like, mm-hmm. you go from mm-hmm. I am Kyle Katarn to he is my mentor. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is a fun, it's a fun play on, you know, like, oh, I was this character. Now I'm playing a different guy, but now I get to see and like, I know he's cool, you know, so. Yeah. And you have like yeah. this character creation. So it's like, it's not only like you're playing like this new character, you are in the Jedi Academy mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. fantasy version of you is in the Jedi Academy. It's very right. well, very well made game and very smart made game because like it's held up so long because like not only is the gameplay awesome, but it's like you have that connection to it. Cause it's like, I am a Jedi. I'm fulfilling mm-hmm. that fantasy of like, I am, you know, going to a school where Luke Skywalker is like the headmaster and like this cool character that I played other games with is my teacher. It's like, mm. it's, it's just an awesome experience. But to answer your question, Aaron, <laughs> what, what, what we can learn from Kyle Katarn is just to persevere because like, that's what he did mm. every single step of the way. Like he fought with the rebellion, fought dark Jedi, fell away. Yeah. And then he found purpose in the Jedi Academy with Luke Skywalker. So it's like whatever mm. hardship you're going through, it gets better because, you know, you'll end up uh, working with Luke Skywalker one day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I, Perseverance I also think, and resilience. Yeah, I like yes. that. And here's a crazy thing too, is like, try new things. Don't be afraid of like trying something new. 
it's probably the one thing I would take from Kyle. Um, and I think about us, like, we had no idea what we were doing when we said, let's do a podcast. <laughs> we had no idea. Had oh, no idea. God. And, uh, and, and it's fun. It's funny now, but like those experiences really play off, you know, and like you learn from you those really experiences. Do. Yeah. And I think, you know, and you become better from it, you know, and I think that's the same thing with Kyle is like, I was just this kind of guy coming from, I know Empire bad. I want to do good. And then you find out you have this rich history and it's like, well, do I really want to do that? You know, but he still perseveres and tries new things and then becomes a teacher to others. And that's right. pretty amazing. You know, so. Well said. Be like Kylo. I mean, Kyle, like not Kylo. <laughs> that's an important, important yeah. vowel right there. Right, yes. you know, to that's... those who are watching, uh, Todd, you're wearing a Kylo Ren shirt that says Kylo yes. Ren, but your hoodie yeah. is obscuring some of the letters so it's just yes. l-o-r-e so yeah. i just find it funny how we're talking about a deep lore character and lore lower i'm just like yeah <laughs> oh and your shirt lore. says lore lore because of yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be it's meant, it to, meant be. to be that's right that's right all right so if people want to experience kyle katarn for themselves um which games do they need to play dark forces dark forces 2 aka jedi knights Mm -hmm. Jedi Academy, and there's an expansion mm -hmm. which you don't have to play uh, called Mysteries of the Sith. Uh, it has Mara Jade in it. Yes, Mara Jade. And you play as Mara Jade. Oh. Yeah. Get the fight at Rancor. Okay. Yeah. And I think all of those are on Steam, right? Yeah, yes. back in no. my day, I had like a LucasArts uh, sampler pack with a whole bunch of CD-ROMs. <laughs> and I had all the games on it. Not the full <laughs> games. It was just teasers of all the games. It was like the first few levels. Okay. Buy the full game. Yeah, that was my jam. Oh, man. On the computer. I remember like PlayStation demo discs. Oh, that was the coolest thing ever. Those were the them days. For free in the magazine. Ooh. <laughs> Those were the days, man. Those were the days. I still remember Spyro, like, <laughs> go through, like, the first couple yeah. levels. Then you, like, go to, like, this dock where you're supposed to take this airship to the next stage. And they're like, oh, ho, hold on. Don't, <laughs> don't go any further. Like, the game's not out yet. Oh, my God. Come back when the game comes out and you'll be able to go to the next part. It's See, like, nowadays, like... If it was like a game on mobile, it would be like, all right, well, now you have to pay 99 cents to unlock this area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. The, the game, the whole game's right there. All you have to do is pay a buck. Just just pay a buck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or watch 10 ads that you can't skip through. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, oh, Lord. So there you have okay. it. Kyle. Kyle. There you have it. That's, that's our Imperial Inspection on Kyle Katarn. Um, why don't we go ahead and talk about the Twitter trash compactor? Get in there, you big toy! I don't care what you smell. Okay, I'll go ahead with this. Um, because I haven't done Twitter trash compactor in like five million years. Mm. Uh, all right. This week we had uh, we are looking at the Tales of the Jedi this week. What is your favorite? Comments are definitely welcomed. Well, nobody we commented. Yeah, no one coming. That's fine. Okay. Oh. But uh, last week we were talking about Tales of the Jedi and we wanted to see which episode was your favorite. 
So we had four choices here. Episode three, choices. Episode mm. four, the Sith Lord. Episode five, practice makes perfect. And episode six, resolve. All right, Todd, which one was your favorite? Uh, I mentioned this last week and I voted for it. The Sith Lord. I really like that one. Okay. My jam. Armand, did you see Tales of the Jedi? I'm going to be honest with you. No. I was too busy what? watching Dancing with the Stars, which is live on Disney+. <laughs> I mean, Plus. Honestly, <laughs> valid. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, who is your who's I, your favorite star that danced? Oh, you know, I really like Charlie D'Amelio. Uh Trevor okay. from 90210 was on. He just got eliminated. Oh, uh, but Wayne Brady. Spoiler. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Oh, he's, he's, on he's there? a dancing star. Ooh. He's so good. He's gonna win. I know it. Uh well, he might get second place, but we'll see. Oh. oh. Hmm. Okay. I didn't know Wayne Brady is on it. That's great. <laughs> no I have not seen Tales of Jedi but I know it's on Disney Plus I know it's a cartoon I know Count Dooku's in it that's right it's animation not a cartoon <laughs> 3D animated <laughs> no if um, anime if, if the Clone Wars tickled your fancy whatsoever then you'll enjoy it yep um, but we, we actually talked about that, about that during the podcast because I'm like I don't know who to recommend this to yeah, because like this is basically made for people who are already caught up with Clone Wars and they're like deep into Star Wars already and maybe nobody else because <laughs> they're, they're expanding on characters that you wouldn't care about otherwise. Yeah. Oh, I bet you Clone Wars has high streaming numbers on Disney Plus. Mm. LucasArts was like, probably Let's make, uh, another show. Mm. A little bit more money. Yeah. Yeah. If for nothing else, just like as a proof of concept to see if the concept is viable, mm. um, which, by the way, this also didn't come up during our conversation. But ta- the, the title Tales of the Jedi comes from like a book series dark back in the 90s. Yeah. Dark Horses again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're ripping off themselves. <laughs> I just <laughs> love Dark Horse in the 90s because like when I saw the Dark Horse logo, I was like, Star yeah. Wars. Even though yes. they made a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm like, yes. that's a Star Wars yes. company. I, yeah. I mean, they did everything, you know, it's, it, they did whatever they wanted in a sense. And it's it was good, though. They had a lot of high talent. And I that's that's what made it awesome, you know, so. But yeah, you're right. Dark Horses yeah. and Star Wars were... But yeah, Tales of the Jedi, like, all people are like, oh, that's a great title. Dude, Dark Horses already made this. This is already a thing. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, fingers crossed for a season two of Tales of the Jedi, but um, mm. yes. I'm going to cast my vote my yes. for Practice Makes Perfect. Wow. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. It is. Uh, I, I thought... It did the same thing that I thought Rogue One did, where it not only stands on its own as something that's like really great, but it mm-hmm. elevates the material that it's referencing. Yes. Um, Rogue One making a new hope, like better or more poignant, uh, at least yeah, the beginning. The, the um, Rogue One sequel, and, yes, of course. Yeah, and Practice Makes Perfect makes um, the Siege of Mandalore and mm. uh, how yeah. Ahsoka survives the... Uh, Jedi Purge, all the more poignant. 
because it's like Anakin himself who like Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Taught her how to survive and like the, 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 the clones that she trained against would eventually turn against her. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, so that's my that's my vote. Um, yeah. Twitter did yeah. not agree. Uh, practice makes perfect. Did not get a single vote. Rough. Um, rough, 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 rough crowd. Episode six. Resolve got 14%. Episode three choices tied at 14%. And the overwhelming majority was episode four, the Sith Lord. The Sith Lord. Yep, yep, yep. It was good. good. All right. Uh, that's all the trash on Twitter. Let's go ahead to News of the Week. And now, the Star Wars News of the Week. All right, all right. First one up is coming from the source itself, StarWars.com. We're checking out some new comics, and this one is called The Eye of Webbish Bog Summon Monster. Mm. Uh, once more in Marvel's Star Wars Revelations exclusive, number one exclusive preview here. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole article because you guys can read, so that is fine. But <laughs> What's interesting, this is a special one shot called Star Wars Revelations 1. Um, and Darth Vader goes to see the eye of the Webbish Bog, a strange being on Mustafar. Um, that we should have seen in the Rise of Skywalker, but alas, we didn't. So now they're like, oh, this guy was really cool, and we missed the boat, kind of like Darth Maul in the clone wars but uh yeah yeah you know what i'm saying so comes out november 23rd uh is filled for pre-order right now and you can um yeah it it's got a uh, they show a little preview of it and it's pretty cool so yeah go ahead and read this but it's basically the eye of the weeblish is like the spider that's on a baby's head. I mean, it seems really practical. It's great, but <laughs> it'd be yeah. really fun. Um, for those who don't know, there's a deleted scene from The Rise of Skywalker where Kylo's talking to this thing on Mustafar, which is yeah. like um, a giant who's blind in mm -hmm. a um, symbiotic relationship with this like spider-like creature on its head mm -hmm. that basically like sees for it and it's a very weird mystical type creature and it like gives advice to Kylo Ren. And then mm. later they made it 
like an actual canon character in the like Darth Vader comics, I believe. Mm. Yes. So yeah. now they're appearing again in Star Wars Revelations. And uh, this is quite good timing because I think it was a couple of weeks ago. There's a, there's this leaked photo of um, the actual props that they use to film the footage that they cut of this giant yeah. head and yeah. this spider thing on it and like this giant like hand that would have like risen out of the lava to like give something to Kylo Ren. Um, what is going on here? What do we make of this? <laughs> I, I like it when Star Wars gets weird. I am so yes. disappointed in the Rise of Skywalker. And why, <laughs> why, if anything, this would have been a very cool scene. Um, why wouldn't Kylo get advice from a spider baby head? I mean, it, it'd be great. It, it, this would have been great. And it would establish that opening scene that was he was truly on Mustafar, which was another mess. Um. Yeah, there's just so much here. I really I I love like this kind of it's like the antithesis of Yoda. It's like, oh, Yoda's kind of old, creepy, and but he's kind of fun. And this is like, oh, this is really creepy. He's not fun. Um, but he's still giving advice to the, you know, to this dark side person. I, yes. I think that's awesome. I love it. It's 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 that whole cave kind of Thing. now you're going to this lake of lava and then this weird creature pops up and you're like how is this even possible and i i just i think it's great i think it's great i'm gonna be it's honest very like oh no i think it just cheapens the darth vader character and it's also not in line with like his aesthetic because like mm. you have luke skywalker you have yoda he's on the swamp planet and all this mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. junk and bugs and stuff Darth Vader's like a robot guy he has like this mm. very angular very like cold mm. uh, suits and he's with the Empire mm -hmm. and he's in space mm -hmm. most of the time it just doesn't make sense that he would be talking to this like weird looking creature that's very fantastical it's kind of like mm. we're supposed to be afraid of Darth Vader and he's talking to this baby head with a spider on its head it's like what what, <laughs> what? I don't like it. Mm. I I could see that. I, I, like I gotcha. I gotcha. It, it like it's weird that it became part of Darth Vader's story. Um but just kind of like taken on its own. Um I really love it because it it, it to me it screams like 70s pulp science fiction. Like I could see mm. this as like on the on the front of like a mass market paperback cover. Um so for for that reason, I think it and I, I think it's really neat. It fits that aesthetic, I think. Uh, just yeah. Not so much with Darth Vader. Um, and and I also just like when Star Wars gets really weird and esoteric and mystical yeah, like that. I, I mean, again, it's a mess because you could have seen that in the cinema and seen Kylo um, have this connection with this creature. And then we have this comet that backfills and says, oh, his grandfather also had this connection, you know? You know. Yeah. Poetry there's rhymes. A, there's a panel that I like in this preview where it shows Darth Vader. It's from his back. And you see yeah. like, the silhouette of his helmet. And then right. in front of him is like a whole bunch of lava. Almost looks like a yeah. sun. 
and you yeah. see the silhouette, the shadow of this creature, and it looks like a spider. Mm. I think that works. I think yes. the reveal of it being like this weird pig baby, baby creature. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. you don't show it. Yeah. I think it worked better if it was, like you said, Aaron, more esoteric, more imp- mm. kind of like the cave. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. Empire Strikes yeah. Back, where it's like, it's all yeah. visually shown to you instead of like explained. Like yeah, man explained. Day, yeah. It would be like over explained and it just wouldn't be <laughs> good. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> I get you. So, yeah, there you go. Um, Luke has a yellow lightsaber on the cover. What's going oh. on with that? They just, it, it, they forgot the color guide. I don't know, man. Well, you know, okay. in A New Hope, uh, that lightsaber he was actually- <laughs> On the Millennium Falcon, that wasn't exactly blue. <laughs> that was probably oh. my God, Jin's lightsaber. Uh, you know, there you go. You know oh, I see, I see. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And that's why his lightsaber was green in Return of the Jedi, because he probably used Kyber Crystal from Qui-Gon Jin's lightsaber. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Think about it. Just, just bring it all full circle, man. Love it. I love it. All right, All right. Next what up, else we got? Yeah, next up, gizmodo.com. Every canceled or reworked Disney Star Wars project. Okay, we're going to be here forever, but here we go. Oh, Lord. I, I'm going to run through these quickly. Um, so, obviously, Solo, we had the Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They filmed the movie, almost all of it, and then they got fired. Then they filmed another movie. Um, and that's and, what we got and that's what we got uh, The Force Awakens was originally written by Michael Arndt and he did I believe he did Toy Story right um, if I'm, or he did, no, uh, he did Little Miss, Little Miss Sunshine. Sunshine yes so he was the first person to take a crack at it um, but unfortunately he was writing too slow because he was trying to develop characters and a plot and all those things unfortunately we did never got to see but he still got a shared writing credit in the movie because a lot of his ideas are there just probably mm. star wars speaking about rise of skywalker star wars episode nine by colin trevorrow was the mm. first director and writer he was hot off of Jurassic World, and KK's like, let's sign him. And then I forget the next movie he dropped, but it bombed so bad, and they said, bye-bye. So and mm. what's interesting is that his script got magically leaked a few years ago, just like, oh. Yes. Do you think he like this? Oh, abso-freaking-lutely. He probably, (laughs) probably like Disney fanboy, whatever, and put on Reddit and whatever. So there you go. Um, Next up, you know them. You hate them and love them. The Game of Thrones boys, David Benoit from DB Wise. They, we got this, you know, this is back in 2019. Game of Thrones is hotter than hot, man. It's hot. 
And they That's were right. going to do the first post Rise of Skywalker movie, which was scheduled for 2022. Um, however, uh, they blame it on they were supposedly signed a Netflix deal that soon after this was released, but also there was rumblings that Game of Thrones was losing some steam with that that awful awful ending. It was mm-hmm. man. Okay. KK KK's like, eh, I guess we're gonna let them just do their Netflix thing. Yeah. So and I don't think that thing ever came. I don't think anything that they've done yet came out with I don't know. I'm Probably not sure. I just, yeah, right. It's true. Here's a great one. And there was rumors that this was coming out and it just it, it hasn't been there. But Star Wars Detours. This it goes way back. Uh, Seth Green, uh, we, lo- we know him, we love him. He's one of the co-founders of Robot Chicken. Uh, they did a spoof on Star Wars. George loved it. And they, and they made more robot, Star- more robot Chicken Star Wars. But this is an animated Star Wars comedy. Um, and they did release a trailer in uh, one of the celebrations. I think it was Celebration 5 or something like that. But it's too silly. It's too fun. It's too whatever. Um, like, Princess Leia is like a, you know, like a valley girl in the mall. And Darth Vader is a bumbling idiot. It's great. The, the, it's great. But it's done. They're, they're, it's baked, ready to go. But maybe one day. One day we'll get that. So that's Star Wars mm. Detours. Josh Trank, Boa Fett movie. Here's a great one. Another, oh, let's get this guy a, a, a deal. Um, he directed Chronicle, and uh, it, it was literally announced the same day as Gareth Edwards, who went on to do Rogue One. Uh, he was going to do a Boa Fett trailer, and then, oh, yeah, he made Fantastic Four the actors hated him. The movie's terrible, and he gone. Never to be seen again. Oh. James Mangold's Boba Fett movie. Okay, here oh. we go. Boba Fett is just... They couldn't get it right. Whatever. Okay. Though never officially announced either, there was time when James Mangold, who, Mangold, who was the director of the fifth Indiana Jones, which has yet to come out, uh, was going to do again the Star Wars story thing, and uh, most of what came out of that, I think, is what we see in the Book of Boba Fett. But yeah, James Bangwell was tied to that. Uh, an Obi Wan Kenobi film trilogy. Whoa! Wow. We all know that story, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A one-time Obi-Wan Kenobi movie was developed with Billy Elliot director Stefan Daldry, but was put on hold, much like Mangold's Boba Fett, in the wake of Solo. Recently, one of the film writers, Stuart Beatty, Beatty, explained the idea that it was actually going to be a full Kenobi trilogy. Lucas refused to let this idea die, though, and of course evolved into the recent Disney Plus series, 
which was so influenced by the work of Daldry and Beatty, they later got accredited as a writer on the show. So in a way, we got this one, at least part of it. Isn't that interesting to you guys? Like, these dudes did this whole story treatment, and they basically took that. It's crazy to me. I just, I can't imagine. I mean, you could, but, I mean, that seems pretty drawn out to do a trilogy of Obi-Wan. Yeah, there's maybe enough story in there for, like, a movie and a half. Yeah. I couldn't imagine a trilogy. I I feel like they, like, Obi-Wan is the the actual thing that we saw was a little stretched out even in what we saw with the six, but I felt like they missed, like, I, I really want to see more like a PTSD kind of Obi-Wan where he is really struggling yeah. with depression and the guilt and the shame that he feels with that traumatic event. I, I could totally see a movie just about that, you know? Um, yeah, you know, but I, I, it, it's, it, I don't know, I, I guess, you know, cause like the third movie could be, or the third, like if you did the trilogy, you think about it, it's like that third movie is like really the redemption arc of Obi-Wan coming back and saying, I, I'm back, baby, you know? Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. Three movies seems crazy to me. Oh, there's more, guys. Here we go. Uh, There's more. If you're not counting, this is like number 10 or 9 or whatever. Gareth Edwards, Rogue Mm -hmm. One. That's right. Gareth Edwards, even though um, he is credited for directing in the Rogue One, it's widely known that our friend and filmmaker, writer Tony Gilroy, who is currently the showrunner for Andor, saved this film. So... There is a Gareth Edwards cut out there because they they saw it and the Disney execs panicked. Oh no! Yeah. You think I that would have been better or worse? I, I don't know. I I still want to see it. I would love to see it. Yeah. I, I we'll mean, never ever we'll see ne- it. We'll never see. We'll never see it. But yeah, one can dream. Um, yeah, right. Uh, we talked about this, I think, the other week or two weeks ago. J.D. Dillard movie. Okay, so yes. um, he's the director of Slight and Sweetheart, was J.J. Abrams' assistant on The Force Awakens. He was developing his own Star Wars project. And in fact, he mentioned he was playing TIE Fighter back in the day on the PC. He loved it so much, he didn't even know it was Star Wars. But yes, oh, uh, that was something that he really influenced him as a young man. Um, uh, he basically revealed recently uh, when he was promoting his new movie that although there was in works, it's not in the works anymore. So that's that's crazy. Oh. Rangers of the New Republic. This was broke out in D23, but you know, Gina got in trouble and the Cara Dune that we know is somewhere. I don't know. Our famous Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy. Oh, yes. I don't know. It's unknown. It's unknown. Unknown. Yeah. Everyone got scared. 
Everyone got scared. Um, Patty Jenkins, Rogue Squadron. Cut a little trailer. Got some roller skates on. Got a jumpsuit. The whole thing. Made a little splashy announcement. But I don't know if this is on or off. I have no idea. There's so many Zon, Cleop- Cleopatra, then Wonder Woman, you know, Wonder Woman 2 bombed. They're like, mm, maybe we shouldn't do it. A Zack Snyder Star Wars movie. Oh my okay. god! So this is real. This is a real thing, and this is already being developed by Netflix. Basically, he really likes Star Wars. He pitched this kind of seven Seven Samurai inspired film to Lucasfilm. They said nope, and he went and said went to Netflix. Basically, same story treatment. It's called Rebel Moon. Hmm. I'd watch we're gonna it. see this. Yeah, we're actually gonna see this one. So I'll I'll watch it. I don't care. Great. Oh yeah, this one. This one hurts. This is not really a movie project, but Star Wars thirteen thirteen, which is Ugh. gosh. Every time I see those numbers together, I I cry. Again. Grow man, just weeping. But this was basically Uncharted in space, and you were gonna be Boba Fett, and but. Like anything else in Lucasfilm, if you look at Star Wars 1313 Boba Fett, it is the Mandalorian. It is straight up the Mandalorian. So yep. nothing never dies. So there you go. Uh, this one's great. This one came out out of nowhere, I, I think a year or two ago. Star Wars Underworld. This is when they were shopping around the idea of doing a live action TV show. And they actually shot some concept footage um, of like, Hey, let's do something on Coruscant. Let's see some stormtroopers. And they shot this whole thing. It's pretty cool. I, I'm not gonna lie. This would be it, it, it's great. So uh and it really would tell kind of some stories about the underbelly of Coruscant and the crime and all that. And it was called Star Wars Underworld. So there you have it. And there is Amir, one that's on the list. Oh, you got a hot extra one? Tell us, tell us. What was that? Star Wars Acolytes or that game that looked like Dune that got shelved. Oh, the studio. Uh, It's not like officially canceled, but they're like, we don't know when it'll come out because we can't get anyone to work for our crappy studio. Yeah, I think it's dead in the Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah, that's that's it. Eclipse. Yeah. Acolytes ago, that's the new High Republic show that's happening. But yeah. Yeah. Well, he said some things and I don't know. Yep. Those are things that happen here. Yep. Um <laughs> I I don't understand what what I don't get on some of the stuff, and maybe you guys can help me out. Like, why would they come up with a trailer without even having a game? Well, they've probably been working on it, and that's like, okay, we need to market it. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Right. Now it's like canned because... Of the studio. One guy. Yeah. One guy. Right. Well, yeah. usually, um, well, it's not just one guy. It's the guy in charge of the company. So that's like a... They should just get rid of deal. him. It's not that hard. Uh, and, yeah. Here's well, somebody until they do. Right. Right. Um... So normally, like if if you're working on a video game and you put out a trailer, like you're on a pretty good track to it being done within like yes. six months or so. And you're just yeah. like, 
raising hype before you actually publish the game. Mm-hmm. In this case, they have an idea of what kind of game they want to make and they're mm-hmm. like making the game, but they need to attract more people to actually work on the game. And they're they're basically banking on people being excited about a Star Wars game being made mm. and they're attracting people to actually work on it as de- so they can say that they're developers on a Star Wars game. Mm. Um, and that would probably work if there's any other company besides Quantic Dream. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, um, I mean, obviously, you know, E3 was a big thing, you know, back in the day and you would have these trailers, you know, these real time trailers or whatever. Um, and I understand like it's early development, but it seems like, I don't know, this seems like this was not even done, done or no, it was barely half baked, you know, but like you said, Aaron, they had the concept, they knew what they wanted to do. It just wasn't, it wasn't more than that, I guess, you know, right. So, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And, interesting. and like. Working in video games now is like a pretty tough industry just across the board. Yeah. Even for that, like Quantic Dream uh, is just not good for whoever works for them, like whatsoever, as far as like the culture there and the the crunch they put people through. So that's a big reason why like nobody wants to work for them. Yeah. um, Besides their owner and leader being a scumbag. But. Mm. That's a there you go. That's a separate thing. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. Some if you want to go back, you know, you can check out that Gizmodo article and cry if you will, or celebrate. Whatever, whatever one. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, okay, finally, hey, bring home the galaxy. Here we go. Every week, Star Wars merchandising. Releasing, releasing more merchandising for the holiday season. So uh not to be disappointed here week five here we go we're gonna we're gonna throw some highlights up here we got a pre-order for forlam and zuckus star wars retro collection two pack from Hasbro. oh my god they got a big old circle on there retro um inspired by the 1970s kenner star wars action figures uh pre-orders are available later this week all right um the Star Wars collection by Citizen. Uh-oh. This handsome collection takes inspiration from four Star Wars fan favorites. Darth Vader, Darth Maul, C-3PO, R2-D2, a vintage design inspired by Citizen's iconic 1972 model known as the Tucson Chrono. Okay. So no, so no Chrono. Hmm. Oh, so there you go. They're watches. Right now. Oh shoot! It's just analog. <laughs> <laughs> First order stormtrooper helmet by Dino Novo crushed resistance and cosplay competition with this authentic gear based on stormtroopers from the Star Wars: The Last Jedi. What dope! All right, here we go. Princess Leia cooler tote by Igloo. What the heck? Your beverages and food will be cold as Hoth with this cooler tote inspired by our favorite rebel princesses. I want to write these sales lines. This is perfect. <laughs> cooler than oh, Lord. as Hoth. All right. Hey, we got a book. 
Star Wars Every Day by Inside Editions. This is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano, uh, is your guide in all things family fun with her new book, Star Wars Every Day, including 12 months of Star Wars style party, planning, crafting, and cooking. Check out Amazon.com, Walmart.com, Target.com, ShopDisney.com, even more from Bring Home the Galaxy. Wow. Is, I think we should do... Is this we the equivalent... Do... Is, is this the equivalent of like... A 1980s celebrity workout tape? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's like it totally is. Yeah, because like I mean, she no 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 hate for Ashley Eckstein, but like, what yeah. does she know about activities, recipes, and crafts from a galaxy far, far away? Money, <laughs> money. I, uh, Ashley is definitely a fan favorite, so they oh, are yeah. cashing in on this and saying. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, you know I, what? I, she's getting I, paid. God yep. bless her. Yes. Get yes. that bag. <laughs> <laughs> Tall cash. Uh, she's only charging igloo tote to carry your cash home. <laughs> right. Cold as hoss. So there you have it. I yeah. If you haven't noticed, we're gonna keep on bringing this galaxy of the week because we got to see what kind of merch they got coming but this is like literally self-promotion of their product every week it's great it's great so we have right it on. that's all the news fit to print okay that brings us to cantina chat all right the part of the show where we talk about everything geeky and weird going on with our lives armand what have you been up to Ooh, not a whole lot, but I started watching the ILM documentary on Disney Plus and as a designer, it's cool to see like the same creative process just applied to Star Wars and just mm. see how they like built this special effects studio from the ground up uh, for this movie. So it's really cool um, inside look into the beginnings of ILM and you have George Lucas talking about creating the movie too. It, I definitely recommend it to all Star Wars fans that want to see how the sausage is made. And mm. if you're into like creative stuff, just definitely check it out because it goes through all of it. it goes like through the entire creative process. That's awesome. Documentary for like all elements of the film. It's really cool. Yeah, I I haven't seen it yet. That's that's on my watch list for sure. A hundred percent. Recommend it. But other than that, uh, I saw Clerks 3 at the Music Box here in Chicago. They had a special screening for it. And Kevin Smith was there, the director. Whoa. What? Yes. And let me tell you, that guy is super insightful and very long-winded. Yes. (laughs) Like, he went two hours over the allotted time. and. And so did you see whoa. did you see the did you see the movie first and then he came out or did he well, come out first? Well, here's the thing. So we get to the music yeah. box. Uh, I went with yeah. a friend. And yeah. you've seen Clerks, right? Yes. So like the actor that plays Dante was just walking around the music box. And I'm like, he's among us. He's just walking around. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's really cool. Like a Bigfoot sighting. Yeah, like he's just walking around like like he's a normal guy because he is a normal yeah, guy. Yeah, normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so we sit down and like Kevin Smith comes out. And he's like, this is my movie. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God. He's right there. <laughs> right there in front of me. 
in the flesh. <laughs> right. And then it came out for a Q&A afterwards. And like oh, okay. every single question someone asked, he would give like a 15 to 20 minute response. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. just, start, just start gabbing. I mean, he's a podcaster too, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he went like <laughs> those podcasters. Yeah, oh, those podcasters, man. All right. So he went like two hours over the allotted time. He went so long. It was like 11 p.m. And I turned to my friend. I'm like, let's just leave. And we just left. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. He's probably still there talking to this day. The same group. Oh, of people. no. I, I mean, the one thing you could say, though, is that he's so passionate about his projects and you know, and I think that just comes off. And obviously, I think, you know, with his health concerns and kind of having a new view on life, I don't know. Maybe those two right. things, combinations. And the film addresses like, that too, a little bit of a uh-huh. okay. self uh, documentary type thing. Yeah. If you mm, haven't seen yeah. Clerks 3 yet, definitely check it out. It, I thought it was awesome. Cool. And the movie nice. starts off with Welcome to the Black Parade in its entirety. And the whole audience Whoa. started cheering. And I'm like, I am. Exactly where I need to be right now. (laughs) My people. (laughs) My people. My people. (laughs) That's awesome. That's it for me. Yeah. All right. Todd, what have you been up to? Uh, So I saw Wakanda Forever. Uh, Just came out this last week. Uh, Really well done. I, you know, um, you know, it's Marvel. You're getting the superhero stick, but they did a really good job of handling, you know, Chadwick's kind of passing and, uh, you know, the opening, the opening credits, as you know, for Marvel, they usually show the different Avengers and it was all Chadwick and it was, and, it, but there was no music with it. It was super cool. Oh my goodness. So, wow. Yeah. It's super mm. cool. And, and the, there is obviously it wouldn't be a Marvel movie without an end credit scene. This is kind of mid credit scene in it. And it's really good it's really good really really good so i'd highly recommend it it's it's fun um so i really enjoyed that the family enjoyed it and then aaron i got something to blame you i went off a recommendation when you start oh. talking about gang gangster paradise and the jerry falwell jr gangster capitalism oh yeah gangster capitalism sorry not gangster paradise that's a song um <laughs> it was song. yeah um yeah so i I'm very ignorant on stuff. Like, in fact, like I blame syndicate too, for when you had Aaron on about the Q on stuff. Like I, I had literally. I think we'd be talking about Q right now. Yeah. I had <laughs> literally no idea about Q and no idea about Q. And that went down the deep rabbit hole with that documentary and your, your podcast and stuff like that. And so Aaron said, he mentioned he, he started listening to this uh, gangster capitalism thing. I, I had no idea about liberty. I, I'm like totally clueless. I have no idea of this. What, <laughs> liberty as a concept? This, yeah, like, oh, no, like this college, this college, Liberty College. Liberty oh, University. Okay. Oh, liberty okay. University. And I had no idea. I didn't know what Jer- Jerry Fowler, I had no idea. And so I'm just like, oh, I'll listen to this. And it was really well done, dude. Like, yeah. fantastic. And horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you listen to the whole thing? Yeah, listen to the whole thing, bonus episodes and all, man. I was I was wild. Talk about nepotism and oh my gosh. It's so American. So bad. It's so American. Yeah. And like it really is. And then and like the Trump connection is weird too. Like it's yeah. just listen, I love so, liberty. Yeah. American president <laughs> again. 
Well, and like, <laughs> like one Corinthians. This... <laughs> yeah, you you guys know that verse. That's your verse, you know. Um, <laughs> but like, there is a weird parallelism to the Q the Q stuff too. It's like this weird yes. like. Like we gotta make America great and have these Christian values and I but the guy that's running the place isn't being a Christian and oh my gosh, it's just conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like yeah. the heart yeah. of all conspiracies. Yeah. Like oh yeah. You have a dude that doesn't actually believe in the stuff, but he peddles it. Yes. He gets mm-hmm. like he ropes in people that are very suggestive and yeah, right. then he monetizes yeah. it and he makes money and yes. that's the whole business yeah. model. And then, and then this Jerry guy, holy cow. I mean, he's just <laughs> going on private jets, doing, you know, all this crazy stuff. And then there's like two pool boys or, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is just like. <laughs> <laughs> just when you think it can't get any weirder, it goes to like a whole new level. I can yeah, give you more it, recommendations off air about if you want to go even deeper. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No. Well, you know, like, you know, like, and like, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I think I forget we were talking off off air too, Armand, and like I was on a Joe Rogan kick with UFOs a couple of weeks ago. I was just well, like was in a, deep. I was in deep. I, I should even talk about. I've been watching a uh, Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix. Uh, Graham Hancock's new show. Okay. He's an archaeologist, and he talks about like. There's this lost civilization um, that's, you know, th- like 12,800 years ago, like at the end of the Ice Age. So this was like a lost civilization during the Ice Age. Then it was destroyed. And like there's like uh-huh. not a whole lot of evidence, but there's evidence in the technology of the civilizations. After that, after uh, like the ancient Egypt is a prime example how they built the pyramids They're they're perfectly uh, yes. built and they haven't sunk yes. and like the, the dimensions of the pyramid is the exact dimensions of the planet earth. And like, how would they know that? <laughs> I uh, don't I mean, know, Armand. So they what? had access to like, I bring this up because like him, he was just on the Joe Rogan experience talking about oh, he was? that uh, once again, also talking about his TV show on Netflix. Yeah. Ancient Apocalypse. Yeah. You should check it out. Okay. Your mind will be blown. Gotcha. That's <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think I, I, I'm the first one to admit, like I'm, I control what comes into me. So a lot of it is ignorance because I don't know what's happening. So like something that, you know, Aaron recommend, I'm like, Oh, I'll give it a, a, ro- a go. And then I'm deep. I'm in all, I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I, I gotta, yes. <laughs> I gotta find out more. And I'm just like, Oh, but then it's so bad with this, like, christian values and like they don't protect their own oh my gosh it's just horrible it's horrible yeah sounds about right horrible (sighs) that's human the more you know the more you wish you didn't (laughs) that's right thanks aaron uh andor's almost over but oh my gosh uh it just continues to deliver awesomeness and then uh, we're, you know, sell, we're getting on th- almost three years, celebrating our three-year anniversary for Big T, Lil T. So that's super awesome as well. So um, that's that's all I got. And it's Life Day. Right on. Happy Life Day. Right. That's right. All right. Aaron, how about you? Um, Not much, but I want to talk about this, like, rabbit hole I fell into lately. Okay. Um, 
It's this YouTube channel called Searmore, S-Y-R-M-O-R. And okay. what this guy does is really fascinating. He okay. he plays around a lot in a game called VR Chat. Okay. Um, Might have heard about this. It's basically like, um, it, it, it's very like stripped down as far as like a game goes. It's not really even a game so much, but it's right. just like, um, you, you need like an Oculus or VR system or whatever, but you basically just like hang out in these different like virtual worlds. Um, and you can like swap between different avatars that you have that are like different characters. And it's all just like, um, it, 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 it's kind of like the mod community where it's just all like fan made mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you'll you'll have people dressed as like Winnie the Pooh and anime girls and like Pokemon and just like all these different like kinds of characters Randos. just like Randos, hanging yeah. out in yeah. different yeah um and so what's he guy, doing a YouTube video so he um he 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 got he, he basically shot to fame because he had this video that started this viral meme that was mm. um, called Ugandan Knuckles. And uh, th- okay. that's not the point of it. But anyway, <laughs> he got like super famous. And then he started like posting these these videos where he would basically just like hang out with people in VR chat and just like talk to them um, and just like record their stories like at first without them knowing. But then later he like glued them in <laughs> onto it. And right. okay. uh, it basically turned into like a humans of New York situation where he would get these like basically human interest stories from these mm-hmm. people like in VR mm-hmm. chat. And they would have like all these like outlandish and ridiculous like avatars that they're saying. But he gets like a bunch of these like super serious stories like this uh, one story about like how this kid had like a meth addicted mom and like he got taken away from her for like a few years before he got like returned back to her, like in high school and what that means. And the, the one that the one that really stood out to me was uh, this one where he talks to this former like um, gunner for the air force where he was in like an AC one thirty and like, okay, actually like, uh like firing these huge guns at at different enemies like like modern warfare and uh it's like this 20 minute long video where he just like talks about like different war stories that he had and it's um the interviewer he's like winnie the pooh and the guy (laughs) telling the war stories is like clone wars anakin and (laughs) fantastic he he, he even even sounds like matt lanter it's like oh really weird but um yeah, he's he's it's a fascinating story where he's talking about like what it was like being a gunner and like uh, how pretty much all of them had like neurological diseases because of like the lead exposure that they had. And oh, wow. Like, okay. he talks about how he was just like an ordinary like kid before he got into the military. And he has this uh, story about like his his first like actual kills was not because his round that he fired like blew up, but because like it didn't blow up. It just like rammed into this tree and like knocked over this tree and like onto two people. Um, and then he talks about like this whole story where, um, he had troops on the ground who were under fire and they were pinned in such a way that they couldn't escape. 
um, and the fire was coming from this building and the rules of engagement at the time meant that they could not fire on any building in Afghanistan mm. unless they mm-hmm. got clearance from basically the general in charge of all troops in Afghanistan. And so it's okay. like 30 minutes before they could get permission. And when they finally do, there's like women and children in the building and they mm. have to like cease fire and this hugely screwed up situation. But and and then later he talks about like how he developed PTSD and what it means and like how he lives mm. his life now. And this is just one video among like dozens that of these people dozens. just like spilling just like spilling their guts in VR chat of all places. <laughs> and I just think it's fascinating how like these people are these are very personal and like like deeply painful stories. Right. But that people are just like looking for someone to listen in order to mm. tell these stories. And mm. there's something about VR chat where there's just this thin veneer of anonymity and like you're because not of the yourself. avatar that you the avatar yeah. that you are. Yeah. 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 It's almost like a like a confessional in church and yeah. how these people are like telling the stories. And it's just like endlessly fascinating. So mm. um wow. Yeah, go check out the YouTube deep- channel, Seer More. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fascinating. Like I'm winning the poo one. I, I don't know what the soldier kept yeah. on popping up in my feed, and I'm like, I want to watch this, but it's like I don't want to ruin my day. You know? <laughs> it, <laughs> no, it's 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 worth it. It'll, it'll make you sad, but it's worth yeah. it. Hmm. Um, there there's go. also like a there on that same channel there's if you need to pick me up after there's an adorable one where it, it's called uh this kid is too innocent for vr and uh-huh. it's this little this little kid named jordan and he's just like playing with all these other uh, all I've these other guys one. they're like older yeah they're that. like older in like high school or college aged and they just all like this kid is just too pure and sweet and innocent for this world and they like all instead of like making fun of him or trying to like uh test the limits of it of his innocence they just like band together and like do whatever he says and it is just so wholesome oh. and sweet like i teared nice. up it was oh it was amazing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's what i've been up to besides my usual that's awesome <laughs> that's great dude i always um, can I always can expect aaron to go down some deep <laughs> deep deep holes i'll be sometimes. the wild card on cantina yeah, chat yeah, I don't yeah, care. yeah 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 <laughs> let me tell you what i've done for the last 24 hours brother oh yes okay um all right thanks for again for listening to another episode of wsdr galactic public access you can find us on the socials heather at hawk awesome carla at carla marie giac todd at Tizod, myself at aaron julian and we are part of the red five network uh armand where can we find you? You can find me at Syndicate, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. That is C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Syndicate. Mm. That is at Syndicate. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a weekly what you, show. What, um, what's coming up for Syndicate? Like, what are, what are you, what's, well, uh, what's on the horizon? A little bit of a holiday break, but... Uh, okay. For November, we're going to do a National Treasure episode uh, in preparation to the new show on Disney+. Plus. We're going to do the Whoa. new two Nick Cage movies. So on air? What? 
Are you doing Con Air? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> no, That's no, no. That's a shame. That is That's not a shame. a shame. That is not. <laughs> Uh, and then in uh, December, we're going to do the Christmas special, which will be the 100th episode, which Aaron is going to be on. It's going to be a good time. Uh, nice. But yeah, I've been mostly just recording stuff for next year, as in January, and it's going to be action-packed. Some good stuff coming. Nice. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, okay. We want to hear from you, so please comment, tweet, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can catch our entire back catalog of episodes at podcast.wstrmedia.com. We got our merch store at store.wstrmedia.com. We got our Patreon at patreon.com slash wstrmedia. And thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us in the YouTube chat. That is YouTube. going to be every Thursday night at 8.30 Central Standard Time. Uh, that is over at livestream.wstrmedia.com. And if you have any ideas for a show or you would love us to interview someone, please drop us a line at mailbox at wstrmedia.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 630-557-WSTR. That's 630-557-9787. Next week, episode 293. We are sticking with the Imperial Inspection theme, and we're going to be looking at Wedge Antilles. So tune in next week for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Okay, y'all. There's only one way to end this show. Let's do it. Now this this is podcasting. Did it. All right, and we're clear. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.